Hello, entrepreneurs. Joe DeCharis, CPA, coming to you live from downtown Flushing, New York, once again for another amazing interview. And we got a special young man here. I, I met him a couple of days ago, and I was so impressed. They said, I want to get your story on my channel <laughs> because it, it's it, it's inspiring, you know, what you're doing. So. Without any further ado, let me introduce you to Vincent Lancy. Hey, Vincent. Joe. I'm so happy to be here. You're a great guy. We've had a few great conversations over the last week or so, and I'm excited to now join your audience. Yes. So mental health is wealth. And what did I get off your site here? Uh, where entrepreneurship meet, meets mental health. That's right. And if you're an entrepreneur, I think that's, uh, I never heard it said that way. But can you elaborate? Entrepreneur meets mental health. Those are my two things. A little bit about me for your audience. When I was 21, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while walking. Next thing I know, I wake up out of a coma about a week later, forcing me to live in the hospital for about a month. Had to relearn how to walk, talk, go to the bathroom, shower, you name it. So from that point forward into recovery, I realized that my mental health was something. It was there. It wasn't just physical health. So I've really been all in. I've been doing this for a little over seven years, but all in for almost four, where I just share my story, try to have others collaborate with me to share their stories and experiences because we can all help someone, maybe our hometown or our job or whatever. We can all do our part to help people. Yes, my, my friend Tim Gillette is here, and uh, his friend was Zig Ziglar. That's and I know Zig Ziglar said, what did he say? If you, you could get anything you want if you're helping enough people get what they want, right? It always comes full circle, and it's always nice to help someone else hit their goals. I get great passion out of that. I love working with other people, seeing everything they do unravel, and then hopefully I get the chance to talk about it with them. Yes. So I think you downplayed what you went through a little because you also have a quote here. What does it say? Tell me I can't and I will. That is how I signed all of the copies of my first book. I should have a copy here of Left for Dead. This is a book I put together about an autobiography about my life and it goes into my hospital stay where my mom had a journal of all the things I said, did, whatever on a traumatic brain injury. So it's a wild story and it can definitely help anyone who's been through a traumatic experience, has family or friends in a traumatic experience, really just realign your purpose in life. As I mentioned to you, Joe, I my whole life I wanted to, I went to school for finance. I wanted that office, that title, that salary, and then I got a taste of it in my last corporate experience and I learned that money really isn't everything unless you truly are enjoying what you're doing. And that's when I scaled back, put this book. And once I finished it, it really was tell me I can't and I will. Every step of the way, it was no, 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 you won't go to school. You won't do this. You won't do that. And then I ended up going back for my finance, did my MBA, got better grades for my MBA than I did without a brain injury. And just really adapted this. Tell me I can't and I will. Expectations are just that, what someone else expects for you. And if you're really committed to something, you should be undoubtedly sure you will shatter those expectations and then continue to do the next great thing. Yes. Which So that that's the book you sent to me, right? I sent you my most recent book. I gave uh, you okay, because I want to talk mental health. It's all over me. I live, breathe it. I am not only in schools with this, but I'm speaking with businesses more and more now about mental health because we all just went through something, not just kids. We were all locked in the house in New York where you are is especially strict 
for a lot of things. Our mental health was affected whether we want to admit it or not. I put together a seven-day tool or seven chapters with seven experts around the country to help you improve your health every day for seven days. If you don't improve your mental health at all already, that's if you're Cheetos, McDonald's, Daily, the whole nine. We take it slow there to help you day by day pick up a new technique, and then hopefully you read the book one more time. It's a habit, and then you're in a lifestyle, Joe. Oh, I can't wait to get it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I attend a lot of mastermind meetings. I do a lot of networking. And it's common for entrepreneurs to, to burn themselves out, you know. And, you know, I, I always said, you know, to be an entrepreneur, you got to be a little crazy. It's an unorthodox job. It's an unorthodox schedule. My day is 3 to 3, six days a week, 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then my mental health day, which is something I talk about in the book, my three things I consider myself an expert on or mental health breaks each day, mental health day each week and getting proper rest. We're all guilty of that burnout. I used to be capable of doing the 17, 18 hour days. And as a solopreneur, you didn't even get everything done during those days. You still had to prioritize in time management. Now I'm running a pretty strict 12, 13 afternoon extended sometimes for folks who do things after the nine to five hours. But when you run yourself down, you eventually realize your mental health again is a thing from another angle. And there's just so much we can do, especially for free, to improve our mindset that people may overlook because we're so busy. Now that COVID's over, or not over, it's moving past. We're back at work. When we're doing nothing all day, time goes slow. And then we do one activity, another, we're Zooming. We still can't forget to do things that make us happy, do things to take care of our mental health. And I'm happy to play a part in anyone's journey through my speaking or book. Yeah, and you are, you're helping people right now and you're gonna help a lot more people. You know, a few months back, you know, I was working seven days a week. I, and it just happened. You know, I'm aware of, you know, I got to take a walk. I got to take a day. But I started forgetting what day it was. And then I, I talked to people and it happened to a bunch of people. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not unique. <laughs> it, it's happened to me more than one occasion. It's just now something that really helps me through. And there's an article I got published about it, about my morning routine. As an entrepreneur, we obviously are very flexible throughout our day. That's why we do it. We work 80 hours instead of 40 so we can make our own schedule. But you still have to worry about what's going on upstairs. I have found that finally after taking that mental health day, instead of opening the computer, having a notepad and jotting things down, that way I come back always twice as fresh that next day, itching to get back to my work so much more productive and efficient because I let my brain rest and you never want to stop. I never want to stop because I got so much cool stuff going on, but you have to, or this business isn't going to last much longer. Yeah. You can't listen. I, I have a friend. She says, uh, if you're not healthy, how can you run your business? All the money in the world is yeah. useless. If you're so, not alive. Yeah. So give us a couple of uh, tips. Like what are some of the, some, some of the things that you did? To recover well recovery was a nightmare all together still is some days it took me six and a half years to notice a significant brain memory change and that's a long time to forget your thoughts over and over again i started out with million calendars iphone calendar desk calendar writing things because i had to build up my memory now obviously with my books and podcasts i'm working my memory overload every single day i do it on purpose too because i need to and 
once I started doing writing, 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 I also went from a student who was a glance at the piece of paper before an exam, get a B, whatever. Now I was a student who had to read, write, type, read, write, type, read, write, type over and over and over again. That's when I had my next burnout experience because I was going seven days a week because imagine how frustrating it is to not remember what you ate for lunch and you're trying to study for a GMAT. And then I'm bombing my GMAT exams wondering, I just put 15 hours in two days. How am I failing this? I was in denial that my brain was any different because traumatic brain injury is an invisible disease. You look fine from the outside. And my face was all purple. I got hit by a car, landed on my face. Right. My face healed. Everybody thought, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I even bought into that garbage for a while. And then I eventually accepted what happened. Denial in the rear view. Didn't miss one appointment. And I had a whole lot of appointments. Neurologist, speech therapist, occupational therapist, physical therapist, you name it. My life was a doctor's office, and that's very discouraging. But wow. I told myself, I went from 85 degrees or something in Tampa back to New York to rehab with my folks. Snow up to the back door. It clicked in me. I said, this ain't happening much longer. Didn't miss an appointment. I went from the wheelchair to never had crutches right to the wall. And that's with a rod in my leg. You know, I was so determined to be independent, walking on the wall of my house. And, you know, I go from living alone forever to back at home, so dependent on everything, whether you want to be or not. You feel useless. You're, you feel hopeless. I'm a senior in college when Instagram's just starting all these things seeing all my friends on social media senior year. And here I am on the sideline because of something someone else did that I did not do wrong. And I've never met in my life. Something I completely, I didn't get in the car with a drunk driver, so I wouldn't make it home. But in life, those expectations are always what you, you get. You take right. an exam, Joe, you study, you get an A. You don't get in the car with a drunk driver. You walk home, you get to your bed, you see your dog, you make some food, you go to bed. Not always, but I sit and sulk, crying, why, why, why? Or I turn something horrible into something better because I get to share my story with people, affect them positively. And now we're getting a little momentum with the podcast series and a few more books that came out. So I'm just getting started. I'm connecting with people like you every day. Great opportunity to be on your show. And I love it. I love it all, Joe. Yeah, I I feel it. I feel your, your uh, energy. Going back to what you did, like it sounds to me like you were actually like exercising your brain. It's it's almost like the brain is a muscle, right? And and you got to use it. The biggest muscle. You don't learn how you have to use it until you lose it. You don't realize you at school every day, you at work reading your emails, you're using your brain. There is a real chance that I would never not have twenty four hour care, and that's the truth. That was one of the earlier possibilities. I would have an aid for the rest of my life. And I don't take that lightly. All these things I use to propel me forward rather than hold me back. My mom got a call in New York, my mother and father, 4 a.m. Hey, this is a Tampa Bay police officer. We can't say much, but if your son is Vincent, you got to come down here immediately. He may not make it through the night. And if it couldn't get worse, the next morning they're piecing money together. Banks are closed, ATM limits, you name it. The first flight to Tampa was to Fort Lauderdale. So once they got to Lauderdale, they had to call Tampa General and say, hey, is Vincent still alive before we board this plane? Wow. Nothing any parents have to go through. It eats at me every day, and it's nothing I can do about it. It definitely not just – it doesn't just happen to me. It happened to my friends, my family. Their mental health got affected as well. My sister was just a kid looking at her brother dead on a table wondering if he'll wake up. Now I don't remember seeing my sister. don't remember seeing my dad, family, friends, aunts, uncles. don't remember anything. And how long was the recovery? 
We're still going. Physical. We're yeah, still, I mean, I, it, it was years, right? I had the brain slow increments before that six and a half year mark. When I was writing this book, I had to write down thoughts I had as I'm writing to go back. And all of a sudden, I clicked. I remembered something. I was just smiling like a Christmas for a kid. I was like, holy crap. It's there. It's I, still there. And then that was the beginning of the leg. You know, I can't run on concrete. It, I, I could do it for about three seconds. And that's it. The pain. So the bicycle, indoor bicycle has been my friends. That will just be forever. I can may not be able to do the co-ed softball or anything like I want to when I'm older, but I'm alive, man. It is what it is. Could have had no leg. Could have been dead. Wow. That's okay. I don't, I don't think I could run on concrete either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fitness is my mental health tool. Some people are big meditation, yoga. I mean, I'm a little bit of everything, but fitness is my, without a doubt, I'm up at three-ish every day. I do my first 50 minutes of work, then the alarm goes off, take my eyes off the screen. I'm doing another 30 minute or another hour, depending on the workload that I'm in that gym, you know, hopefully before five every day. If I can get up at 2.30, then we're in there at 4.30. And that sets me up for the entire day. I'm not overthinking. I'm relaxed. I'm calm. But again, some people don't like exercise. And that's what's the beauty about the world in my book. This book's got activities for everyone, no matter what you like doing. You want to do yoga, meditation. You can practice being grateful. You can be creative. Creativity, you know, as an entrepreneur. That gets you stimulating. There's so many tools, and I just love sharing them all. Yeah. You know, you're talking my language because I used to be very uh, undisciplined. I didn't exercise. I weighed 190 pounds. I was out of shape. And then I met somebody that taught me about getting healthy uh, the Eastern way. Okay. And it has to do with blood circulation. And yeah, now I get up in the morning. Uh, I, from head head to toe, I'm trying to get my my blood circulating. Yeah, a little walk, great, Joe. People think fitness exercise. They say no, a walk is exercise. There was a point in my morning routine included a walk. I always take a walk with no no electronics. You take in the sounds, the fresh air, but I'll have a 15 minute alarm on. I'll walk for 15 minutes. That will go off. Then I'll turn back. That 30 minute walk will it will get you ready for the day for sure. So you're very very structured. You are very driven. I, I, you told me about your schedule with the podcast, and I'm like, oh my god, you're you're like too organized. Without organization, that's where mental health comes into play too. You being disorganized, flustered, worried—that's when anxiety comes in. If you don't even have anxiety, that's where all these things start to develop. You've been on my podcast series, the One Show Entrepreneur Show. There's a script for that. I don't speak it to the script, but I keep things organized. When the Writing with Authors show you also joined, that's not a scripted. That's like this. We're just having a conversation. Right. No, it's just for me. When I have the solopreneur ways, you have an amazing team, by the way. I've had the great chance to connect with Joe's team the last few days. Multiple members. They're all rock stars. Lights out. For me, my team is me. My mentors are my team. My connections are my team. But as far as day-to-day operations, after three interns with accountability issues, I learned my lesson. It's not my time. I either make time or I make excuses, Joe. If I have to be up at crack of dawn for a few more years, so be it. I am very confident there will be a day where I'm looking back, not waking up at crack of dawn, speaking on my experiences a little more for a higher price tag too because I'll have more to offer. And that's what it's all about, just giving back to the next generation, giving back to other people, giving back to the past generation because you learn tools that they didn't learn and vice versa. We're able to cut it up every time we talk and offer value to each other that you can't get out of a book. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. 
So how do people get in touch with you? How do they get your book? I think you put your VincentLancy.com. Right here. Vincent A. Oh, Vincent a. Lancy. Okay. There's a lot of Vincent Lancy's. I, I think I still own VincentLancy.com too. Yeah, I think I typed in Vincent Lancy. Um, if, the, okay. if the budget was in place when that expired, I re-upped it just because I'm at the point where I don't want to let miss any business. If you spell the A wrong, you still get to me. But there are a lot of Vincent Lancy's. It's a name I've been running up. Social media at Vincent A. Lancy. YouTube, Vincent A. Lancy. If you type me into Amazon, I'm building a little Amazon portfolio there. I got the few shows, the few books. Um, I'm just excited to keep growing, Joe. Okay, awesome. And you're a, you're a great podcaster, and you got a great future in front of you. My, uh, my assistant, Elizabeth, she doesn't know this, but one of my other team members uh, quoted her. She said, you reap what you sow, right? And it takes time. You know, anybody, if you're starting out in business, it takes time. It and takes time is right, Joe. I mean, everybody said when I started this, hey, you won't see nothing until 10 years at least. I said, hey, I got my MBA before I was 25. I said, I'm, I'm off. And this is with the brain injury. I said, no problem. But then, so what? Something happens to me. Things happen to everybody. So then the MBA puts me here. Okay, then I get my first book. I'm published. Now I get more emails, answers, people reaching out to me. But then now three books. Four shows later, I finally get people like you saying, hello, I'm getting more people reaching out. And it's humbling because my specific circle, I'm younger, I don't have a lifetime network, is not entrepreneurs. People I went to school with, they're nine to five for the most part. So the content I put out doesn't necessarily resonate with them, my network. So I had to do a better job at networking with people like you, getting people in my network to appreciate my message because... Social media can get discouraging at times, and it used to be like that for me, but eventually I pushed past it when I realized, okay, I am not a model, beautiful girl on Instagram. That's not generating my revenue. <laughs> I got that shiny object syndrome out of my way, but there are still potential clients there, so I don't abandon it. But I was doing six posts a week, all these things, just spending time on things that weren't generating revenue. Now I'm pushing more to getting my YouTube channel alive, which I neglected for too long. We got several shows on there. I put as much content as I can because... Some people like watching. Some people don't like listening. So I have, oh, to, yeah. I have to get out there on YouTube. It's my own fault. No one else to blame that I didn't be proactive with YouTube. But I'm doing my best. So if you want to follow each other's channel on there, reach out to me. I'm happy to follow yours back and see what you're about. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. We get a collaboration on there, too. Yeah. And, you know, my friend Haley Gray calls it uh, the crickets. You know, you're, you're out there talking. You're like, oh, nobody's, you know, friending me. I'm not getting any... But they are. They are. People tell me now, they're like, I've been following you since last year. And it took them time to, you know. You won't always get public congratulations or public praise, public praise, excuse me, or public knowledge that someone's even following you. And I learned that's okay. I'm not in it for the likes, the comments. I'm in it once. I thankfully got past that point a few years ago. It's stick to my message, pump out the content, build up the collaborations, and then eventually the more good I do, I'll have some more hirings yeah. along the way. But but you do have to monetize. Okay. And I'm an accountant. It took so I mean, it's always, you know, up and down entrepreneurship. But then finally with this book, I've had some larger checks clear, which is awesome. One special one was a day one bag. Shout out to Hunter Beaton, Tony Alexander in Houston, Texas. They bought a considerable amount of these books and gave them to foster kids across the state. Really? So cool for me because students and hospital patients is my niche. But 
mental health is bigger than that. Now I'm starting to get reached out to by business owners that want to bring me in with my book to talk to businesses. And that's what I really want to do too, because this particular book is for middle school and up. If you can read, it's for you. There is a section for adults to deal with their kids, especially as well as a social distancing protocol and, you know, activities. But this is, this is for us, Joe. So, Back up a second because you went you went really fast about who is your, who are you targeting? I'm targeting in the mental health world right now. I'm really targeting business owners. I want to speak to businesses with my book and engage with your audience because we all have this mental health. We all need to take care of it together. I have from a Dalai Lama speaker as an expert in this book, Dr. Denise. Shout out to her to a fellow traumatic brain injury survivor. Besides myself, we have Dr. Basio. We have a human resource inclusion diversity expert. Chris Bridge, the illustrator, talks about creativity and gratitude, Joe. You name it. I well, mean, How do you get so much stuff? It looks like a, a little book. <laughs> I cut out all the weeds. I put exactly what is the messages you need to hear. We can even do a little bonus for your guests with Mr. Durand. This is my, yeah, let's do it. This is my elementary school guidance counselor. I'm talking. We're still in touch, contact, really? networking. Oh, yeah. Each chapter starts out with my three bullet points for the chapter. This chapter talks about socializing, being supportive for others, and being supportive of yourself. You cannot be anybody else's best friend or really support them until you take care of yourself first. Then we meet each expert. We talk a little bit about each expert. We have the solid information you need. There's no fluff. This is straight to the point. Improve your life type stuff, Joe. Oh. page each chapter social distancing we're applying this right now you're not buying a book to sit in the shelf you're buying a book to read over and over and over again that's why it's so short you repeat it deeper dive and then we have an activity each section to make learning fun do it with your kids do it with your co-workers it's something i really want to connect with businesses across the country because learning can still be fun if we get older i'm here to make it fun and then of course joe the students will never leave the hospital patients will never leave I, I love giving back to everyone. And I know in business, you niche it down. That's what you do. You don't try to shoot a thousand darts, but mental health is different. Mental health, we all have, we all need it to be accountable for. If you like my energy, you like what I bring to the table, reach out to me. I'd love to get on the calendar. All right. Awesome, Vincent. Thank you so much for, for your time. And I'm going to be looking out for that buck. Well, Joe, I can't thank you enough for your time. I know how busy you are running your business, your team there, your whole podcast so thank you for bringing me on to connect with your audience everyone who tuned in today thank you so much for your support and thank you for supporting this guy right here he's one of a kind and does great work <laughs> thank you Vincent. thank you all right that's our story we're sticking with it over and out god bless and i will be back again later this afternoon thank you